It's time for Let's Chat with Rustin, a podcast dedicated to helping entrepreneurs just like you. When starting out, entrepreneurs often feel they need to go it alone, and I'm here to tell you that's just not the case. Entrepreneurs have a lot of questions, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Nick Russell, and this is Let's Chat with Rustech. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Let's Chat with Rustech. My name is Nick Russell. Now, today, I want to go all the way back. I want to get back, well, we're not going to say how far back exactly, because we don't want to know how old I am. But we're going to go back to grade school. And when I first started grade school, unfortunately, I was bullied quite often. Um, the first four or five years or so, I was beat up every single day. I would get into fights and I would get bullied and picked on and I would get beat up quite often. Now, because of that, one of the things that happened was I started to fall behind in my homework. And one of the reasons for that was, was I was just, because of the bullying and the anxiety that, that cre- was created from that, I would get behind in my homework. And the more behind I got, the more anxiety I, I had, the more anxious I felt. And it kept getting put back, put back, and put back. And it was a very bad habit and very bad pattern that I got into. Now, in grade school, I tried to skip as much as possible because of all this. And what would happen when I would either leave and come back home when my parents went to work, or I would, like a lot of kids did at certain points, I would pretend to be sick and sit at home, watch the prices right, and whatever the case may be. But the more that happened the further behind I got. It wasn't until I got moved to a second grade school that I thought I was going to get out of that pattern. Unfortunately, the patterns were still there. The habits were still there. And again, got behind. Now, I got bullied a little bit at the, at the second school, but not nearly as bad. And unfortunately, some of the kids did follow me to that school for some reason. But so my... my grade school experience was not the best. Now, leaving grade school and getting into high school, I really wanted to change all of that. I wanted to make a big name for myself, and I wanted to make a difference. Unfortunately, the very first day of high school, and being in a Catholic high school, we had to wear uniforms. So the very first day of high school was a quote-unquote non-uniform day, as, as they had occasionally. Since it was a non-uniform day and I completely forgot, got dressed for that day and went in with my uniform on. And that kind of set the tone for my whole high school career as I got picked on again for that reason. Now, I tried not to let that bother me and I really, I still wanted to make that difference. So the school mentor, like the grade 12 mentor that we had he was on the student council. So he encouraged me to run for student council and I thought that would be a perfect way for me to make a difference. Unfortunately, at the time of the elections for student council, I had my wisdom, I had to get my wisdom teeth pulled. So between 
getting my wisdom teeth out and then having to take that time off of school, it was right during the election. So I had to drop out and I didn't run for student council. And that was kind of the end of my ambitious career, so to speak, in high school. I never really got that motivation back. And then shortly thereafter, I found out of a, out of a program called OYAP. Now, what OYAP was, it's called the Ontario Apprentice, Youth Apprenticeship Program. And what that was, instead of co-oping at um, a place of employment, you actually got to go into a tool shop, a tool and die shop, a mold making shop, something like that. And you actually got paid to co-op there. So I thought that was perfect. And for the last three years of my high school career, that's what I did. It was perfect for me, I thought, because I only had to be at school for two classes in the morning. Then in the afternoon, I was gone. I was out working, making money, and learning about the trades. And the only reason I did this was because that was exactly what I was told to do. That's where the money was. That was the big career at that time. So that's where where I was going to have spend the rest of my life was in the tool shops. Now, because of all that time that all through grade school and then avoiding school while I was in high school and avoiding the actual classes and learning because I was in this apprenticeship program, I never really learned the tools that I could use and needed to be productive and I never really learned how to study and actually learn and grow. And that wasn't until quite a while later, even through all the careers that I've had, whether it be tool and die in IT and then in retail management for the past 16 years while I was at the beer store, I learned how to become somewhat productive there. But even still, I was always given a task, a schedule, and always given something to do. So I, even though I was productive, it wasn't something that I created. It wasn't a system that I had to learn and create. I just followed orders for the most part. Now, fast forward until I got out of school completely and out of that last career that I was in and having to work from home now. That completely shifted everything and it, I had to learn by the fire how to become productive. And over the years, I still keep learning. And it wasn't until the last few years that I actually found a love for learning. So whether it be taking master classes and webinars, taking countless pages of notes in each of those master classes and webinars and courses and everything that I've been taking to learn now, and then getting into reading books. For example, this year I have a goal of 24 books for the whole year this year in 2021, and I'm already on pace to crush that goal, which is awesome, because I found that love of learning and I found how to actually fit that in and still be productive. Now, when I started working from home, like I said last week on the podcast and in the blog, it wasn't always easy. When you first start working from home, there's always a ton of distractions. And I really needed to figure out how to get out of those distractions and how to figure a way to work. 
one of the ways that I found to do this was every Sunday, I do it Sunday mornings. That's the first thing I do on Sunday morning. And you can do this on, on Sunday evening or afternoon or when you, whenever you have the time. But I started out with a, a planner slash agenda slash journal. Um, the first one I used was called the High Performance Planner by Brandon Bouchard. And I've recently moved into the Rocketbook family of planners. I use two of them now, actually. I use the Rocketbook Fusion, uh, which is kind of a half planner, half notebook. And then I use the Rocketbook Panda Planner. Now, the reason I do that is because the pages are like a polymer plastic type of a material. And you use a special pen that you can erase. So I don't ha- I'm not wasting notebooks and I'm not constantly having to buy countless notebooks and have them fill up my shelves I could take a note scan it to the cloud to Evernote wherever I want to put it I could wipe the page and I can start fresh but that's beside the point so what I do is I take these uh, I took the high performance planner and now I take the rocketbook planner on Sundays and I plot out my entire week so I look at all the meetings that I have all the calls all the courses that I have and I plot everything out that's scheduled from there I look at my week and then I plot a time where I can actually sit down and focus and take some sort of a a webinar course whatever the case may be and I have a whole whack of them in a a bookmark saved in my browser in my Chrome browser so if I need to go back and look at something Russell Brunson had or Rachel Peterson or Stephen Larson Josh Forty whoever Whatever courses that I have, I'll spend some time and actually learn from what they're doing. Once I have that plot out, plotted out, I make sure to look at what I need to get done that week. So whether it be client work, whether it be my work, whether it be a project that I'm working on, a funnel I'm building, whatever the case may be, I actually sit down and plot when I'm going to get this done and how I'm going to do it. And then I go into Google Calendar, and I actually block those times out. So on Monday morning from 7 till noon, I block out uh, all that time, and that's time to work on Project A. Then in the afternoon, I block a few set a few blocks out, and I block time for Project B, Project C, D, whatever the case may be. And when I'm in those blocked times, I sit down and power through. Phones off, tablets off, whatever the case may be. Now for me, I have the TV on in the background usually, whether it be a show like Suits or something that I've seen a couple times, so it's just a noise distraction. I have the TV on as as a distraction in the background, but I focus solely on that project or task that I need to get done. Now, the next thing to do is I take it a little, one step further. And now there's a few theories around this. Some people say to work for an hour. Some people say to work for two hours. The sweet spot is kind of 90 minutes. If you focus 90 minutes solid, take a 10 minute break, get up, walk around the house. If you have, if you want to take a quick walk to the store, drive to the store, something that gets you away from your desk and then you come back refreshed and then focused on that next task and then the same thing after 90 minutes take that break 
Because the longer you stare at a screen, the more energy is drained and you won't be nearly as productive going forward. And the other cool thing about using Google Calendar, what I use, is I have multiple different events and tasks and appointments and so they're all color coded. So my to-do list is synced with Google Calendar. I have my Calendly appointments that people book, that's a separate color. I have my meetings, that's a separate color, like the meetings that I have set myself. And everything has a different color. So what I do to start the day is I uncheck everything that I don't need and then I look and see, okay, I have this time blocked out, I need to go. If it's a day that I have meetings, I take off stuff like the Todoist sync, I guess you would call it, that event. I would uncheck that so I don't see all that. I just see what meetings I have and I know what to do. And the same thing goes as looking at my rock book. I can see everything is plotted out on that planner for the day and away I go. Now, the other cool thing that I do on not only Sunday, but every single day during the week is I kind of set my goals for the week. So at the beginning of the week, I'll set all the goals that I want to have accomplished. And then the following Sunday, I will review all that and check off what I did. And I will, if I didn't hit a goal that I'd set, I'll write out why I didn't reach that goal. What got in the way? Why didn't I hit that deadline that I set for myself? So that way I can readjust and be better the next week. Each week I go, the better I get. And then throughout the week, each morning I write out a couple different things. I'll write out three three things that I'm grateful for that day. And then I'll write out three things that I'm excited about, excited about for that day. So you're giving gratitude. And then what I'll do is I'll write out the top five major things that need to get done that day. So now as I'm writing it out every morning, that's fresh in my head. I'll review what I have to do that day. And then I will take and write out the top 10 tasks that have to be done. The tasks are usually associated with the bigger projects that I write down, but I write out the the top 10 major tasks. So even though I'm checking it off and to do this on the computer or my laptop, I can go back and check them off in my Panda Planner as well. And then I'll write the three biggest wins for that day after I'm all finished. And then I will write one thing I can do to better myself for the next day. So as I'm recording this, it is Wednesday now. Tonight, I'll write down what I can do to better myself. So Thursday, I will be that much better and more productive. And then obviously, I've I've talked about it and talked about it as Todoist. Todoist, again, is where I set all of my projects and then all of the tasks. Now, one of the cool things that I read in Brendan Bouchard's book, The High Performance Habits, was he talked about take only taking five steps. So whatever the project you're working on, I want you to t- break that down into five steps. Focus and then write down all the tasks that you have in each of those steps. And then focus solely all of your energy on that first step. Get everything done and then move to the next. 
And that's something that I do at Todoist. So you have your main project. You can have whichever view you want. You can have it set in sub-projects or you can have it set into the boards view, which is similar to a Trello. And each, you have five boards and then have the tasks that are associated with each there. And then you can go hardcore on the first project or in the first task, second, third, fourth, and fifth. Now, because I believe so much in Todoist, and you've heard me say this over and over and over again, but that's just how much I believe in it and how much of a game changer it was in my business. I want to give you a chance to try the premium version of Todoist for free. So I'm going to give you two months of Todoist premium for free. And when I started promoting that at first, I thought that was great. But the more I started using Todoist and tweaking it and making it better, the two months wasn't enough. I wanted to take it one step further. And like Russell says, Russell Brunson, I wanted to over deliver. So what I did was I created three of my most used templates and I'm going to give you those three templates for free as well. So not only are you getting Todoist Premium for free for the next two months, I'm going to give you three of my most used, most productive templates for free. So you'll see a uh, link in the podcast on my blog this week, and as well as you'll see it in all of my social media channels. But if you head to info.rustechmedia.com slash Todoist, just put your email in there and I will send you the three templates for free. And then it'll take you to a page where you can get the two months of Todoist Premium for free. So hopefully that helped out and you'll hear the next little bit as well of me talking this up after this podcast is finished. But hopefully that helps you out. And I really want to see everybody take that action so they can succeed and become more productive. So thanks for listening, everybody, this week. And we'll chat again next week. It's time for me to put my money where my mouth is and really up your productivity game. What am I talking about? I'm talking about getting Todoist Premium for free. If you click the link in the podcast description here or head to info.rusticmedia.com slash Todoist, I'm going to give you Todoist Premium for free for the next two months. And I didn't think that was enough. I wanted to over-deliver. So not only are you going to get Todoist Premium for free for the next two months, I'm going to give you my three most used Todoist templates that help me stay productive in my everyday life as well as in my business. So once again, if you head to info.rustechmedia.com slash Todoist, I'm going to give you two months of Todoist Premium for free as well as three of my most used templates that help me stay productive in my life and in my business absolutely free. So again, click the link in the description of this podcast or head to info.rustechmedia.com slash Todoist.